out. Here we are. And first and foremost, let me say thank you for being here with me and tuning in to You Did It, the podcast, hosted by yours truly, Alicia Rotaru. So back in 2021, I became a mom and started down this magical and crazy journey called parenthood. Now, it's only been a couple of fast and furious crazy years, but during this time, we have met some amazing people to help us along this path. And after talking to so many people in my community and beyond, I decided I really wanted to do something to pay it forward and share our journey about hacks, goodies, gears, gadgets, classes, etc., and hopefully help you cut through some of the bullshit out there to help infuse your experience of the journey of parenthood with a little bit more fun and information that might help you along the way. But also, if you don't have kids, this podcast is still great for you. Because if you're involved in the lives of children, if you're a grandma, a grandpa, an uncle, an auntie, a brother, a sister, a caregiver, whatever, there might be some cool information out here that could be on your radar since you are still part of kids' lives. So let's get into our conversation with our very first guest. Please sit back, relax, have a drink if you need one, because you did it! I am welcoming you all to this passion project of mine that I have been wanting to do for so long, and now it's finally here, and I want to welcome our first guest. But please be advised that we will be discussing some sensitive subject matter in this episode. This week, we have an amazing human being on the show. His name, well, the way we call him is Coach David, but he goes by David Heil. He has been with our family for about two years now, teaching our daughter Nova how to save herself in the water. He teaches ISR. Um, I have so much respect for this man and what he does. He helps, I'm going to use the word empower little beings and teens and other people that might need help with confidence in the water. I hope I introduced that right, David. But um, that's how I feel about it as a parent. I know my husband does too. And I know Nova is a total water baby now, thanks to you. So that's so beautiful. Um, He has been training kids and people for 10 years with this life-saving skill. And it's so nice to see you out of the water. I know that sounds weird, but every time I've met you, you've been in the pool with little beings, glasses on, water shoes on, like rash guard on, like you are there how many hours a day? Would you say? Right now, about about seven hours a day. Seven hours a day. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love for you to take it away and just kind of give us a 411 of what is ISR? Like, what does it stand for? What does it mean? Um, and how did you get involved? Well, first off, uh, thanks so much for having me on your podcast and congratulations. This is so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah, ever since I met you, you know, it's like you said, it's been at the pool and, and I know you do uh, most of your work in, in your recording booth. So it's awesome to see you <laughs> in your, in your element. And uh, you. I really appreciate, appreciate you bringing me on. Um, uh, so yeah, ISR is an infant swimming resource. Um, it's been around for gosh, about 60 years. Um, and, uh, our founder, Harvey, Dr. Harvey Barnett, uh, created this this type of uh, training for children after he experienced a, a little a neighbor boy who drowned when he was 18. He dedicated his life to creating a, a program to uh, 
prevent drowning. And um, yeah, he went to school and got his PhD and, and uh, designed this program. It's been uh, being taught uh, all around the world now. Wow. Um, there's, I'm not even sure how many instructors there are, but um, it's all over the world. Um, um, so we work with children from six months old and up. Um, and, and basically anybody who, who can't swim or, or needs to improve their swimming skills. Uh, we focus on uh, safety and, and uh, uh, self-rescue. So we, um, you know, all of our children know how to at least uh, turn and float on their back and, and call for help. Um, our older children can also swim. Um, as you know, you've seen Nova go through both uh, both parts of the program. Yes, we and, have. Uh, We've had uh, yeah. <laughs> mixed mixed reviews from internet trolls about it, yeah. um, which I yeah. think is a no, fascinating that's, that's thing of- to talk about because um, it's so enlightening to see how the body and mind can come as one and react. And just in the circumstances of like if you don't have the kinesthetic skill set and the memory, how it can turn into a disaster. Like I, I didn't actually realize that this program was started because he witnessed an 18 year old. Drown. He was 18. Oh, he, yeah, he was, was 18. 18. Sorry. Take that back. And okay. he, he was 18. He was a lifeguard and he came home. I, this is, you know, he came home and, and, um, and found out that his neighbor's, a child of his neighbor had, had died in a drowning, a okay. little, a little boy, a little boy. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. So that's terrifying. And yeah, I mean, we, we got introduced to ISR through um, Hillary Duff and her YouTube. She had like a YouTube post about it or something on Instagram. And I saw it. And then my other girlfriend, um, Shay, was talking about it. And when we moved out here to the Coachella Valley, we got a pool and we were like, this needs to happen. Like my husband and I were just like, she needs to go into this course ASAP. Um, so we reached out to you, I think, and Nova was, I think, how old was she? I want to say seven months-ish, something around there. Yeah, she I was little. Sake. And yeah. Yeah, she couldn't walk. She was just like crawling and stuff. And she had never really been in a pool, like properly to like swim and like do all those things because she was just a little amoeba. Um, and oh, I think I hear her outside. It's hilarious. Should we invite her in? Let's invite her in. Let's hi. Hi, Bubba. You want to come in and say hi to Coach David? Coach David is here. Let's say hi to Coach David. <gasps> yeah! yeah! There hi. she is. Can you say hi, you? <laughs> you did it. That's right. Coach David is Baby here. Jean. We're talking about ISR. We're talking about your swimming classes. Are you excited? Can you say thank you to Coach David? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Hi, say bye. Bye. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and there's Ryan. So yeah, like we we were so grateful to um, have found you, and um, but it's been so invaluable to see her progress. Um, and I think that's something I would love to start talking about right now is like, we'll get to know you a little bit later, but I just want to bring this to the forefront of the conversation today is why six months? Like, when is a good time to really start? Like, is six months the starting point for sure? Because that's like something going on with little babies, like, you know, brains, like, are they able to comprehend it at six months? Like, could you start earlier? Like, what's the vibe there? 
Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, at six months, you're right there. That's when they can really start to, um, you know, react to their surroundings. You know, you take uh, a little baby, it's young, you know, really young and they're not going to really be able to learn, um, you know, uh, have control of their, their arms. As you know, little babies, their yeah. arms and legs just shoot around and they really yeah. don't have much control. <laughs> um, so, but aside from being six months old, they, they also have to be uh, able to either crawl or they have to be rolling from their stomach to their back, back to their stomach, and also be able to sit up on their own. So okay. it's not just an age thing. You know, some children at six and seven months aren't even ready yet because they haven't reached the certain milestones. Um, so as long as they're crawling and are able to roll over and, and sit up and they're six months old, then, then they're ready. So that's, that's okay. um, you know, that's what we look for. Okay. I love that. And going up into older ages, like, would you... If, if a kid hasn't really been in water before, would you be starting them on the same pathway that you did with Nova, for example, where it's, I call it the starfish at home with Ryan, where they just float yeah. on their back. Is that is that kind of how it works as a baseline? Or if they're older, like let's say you have an eight-year-old, um, is is it say the same intro of like, let's learn how to float first? No, no. So, so uh, once a child learns how to walk, um, then we start teaching swimming. So that, like with Nova, when she came back this year, she was walking, and so yeah. um, we teach the swim first. Cool. So if I had a nine-year-old, eight-year-old, they would learn how to swim, and then they would learn how to float. Okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah, and at nine nine years old, they're going to learn really quick. Um, yeah. If you, if you put a nine-year-old on their back and try to teach them floating, it's it's not you know that. They're so independent by that age. You want to, you know, you want to kind of um, teach to the level that they're at, and okay. so we want to teach them to to enjoy the water and show them that their newfound uh, freedom in the water with their new skills, and and then we can fit the float into that procedure so they they understand now when they need to breathe why the float is uh, so important. I love that, and I mean, what's what's like just thinking back, like what's one of the biggest success stories that you've seen, kind of through your career as an ISR coach? Like how long have you been doing this again? How long have you been coaching? This is my 10th season. 10th season. Okay. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So you've probably seen what hundreds of kids? Oh, thousands. Thousands. Thousands of people. Mm -hmm. Thousands. Wow. That's huge. Um, And I mean, is there something that stuck out for you throughout the years that you're just like, wow, what a, what a memorable experience. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many. I mean, I mean, I've had uh, you know several parents who, whose children have had to use their skills, you know, or they've had near drownings after, um, you know, they've been where they if they didn't have their skills, there would have been a you know a, a drowning. So I've right. I've heard of stories like that with children using their skills. Uh, but honestly, like my favorite um, my favorite memories are children who really have to overcome, um, you know, some mental obstacles and just. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll use Nova as an example. I mean, yeah. she, she was, uh, not excited to be in the water for quite some time, you know, God, no, we have videos and, to prove uh, it people, <laughs> but <laughs> she know. loved it. <laughs> and, um, and just to see that switch that one day, the switch just flipped after weeks of, of working with her and just to see mm-hmm. the 
the smile on her face and her enjoying the pool. Yeah. And those are my favorite, those are my favorite uh, stories is just, just, you know, once the child learns that they're, they're capable right, and, and it, it opens a whole new world to them, um, to see right. that switch uh, flip is, is probably my favorite, one of my favorite parts of teaching. I think it's our favorite too as parents because we're just like, oh my God, you're doing it and you're having a good time. For sure. Like when she came back this season, first few weeks, she was a little sketch, still like whiny and creepy and just kind of like, daddy, mommy. (laughs) And then a few weeks ago, she was just like walking, jumping into the pool for you. She's like, it's my turn now. It's my time. (laughs) She would just be running into the pool. I was like, oh my God. Okay. Calm down. But I mean, you, you, you've passed thousands of beings through your hands like we watch you in the water with her and like your technique obviously it's you know like trade secrets like you're a coach you have to train for this but how like let's talk about that process for a minute like people who are interested in maybe becoming an ISR coach like where do you get started like how how has that journey been for you and I mean tell us a bit about yourself like what were you doing before if you care to share you know and Mm. what was that transition for you to become a coach and help thousands of people well my my own um, journey i guess um before i became an instructor i had done so many things uh, my my goal um you know in my life goal before that was uh to work in the fire service as a firefighter wow and i was uh, i was on that path for quite a while um and it just didn't work out you know um and so i knew i, I wanted to to be in kind of a position to help people and um um, and I've always also wanted to be a coach, but I, I didn't really, um, ever think I would be a swimming instructor until I found ISR. And, um, and I was a father at the time of a nine month old and I had a pool and it just kind of everything just, you know, how the universe works sometimes. And it yeah. just, everything kind of just appeared to me at that time. And, um, and I was blown away by the program, um, seeing some videos of, of children who had been skilled in, in ISR. And, uh, I knew I needed my daughter to learn these skills. Um, and the only problem was there was no instructors in, in the area. It was about a hundred miles to the nearest instructor. Right. And so, um, you know, being in this community and knowing how many pools there are, and I just figured like somebody needs to do this. And I took it upon myself, um, to, to get skilled and, and trained in, in teaching ISR, um, and, uh, the process, uh, for anybody who is interested is. Uh, to, to start off, you want to go to infantswim.com and there's a link there uh, for anybody who's you know uh, interested in a career. Um, you go through a couple background checks. Uh, they have to make sure you're not crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then you go through a training. Um, you can end up anywhere in, in the world really for your training. Um, wow. You go you yeah you go through a training with a, a master instructor and. It's six weeks of in-water training. Uh, personally, I was in the water about five hours a day. Wow. And I had about five hours of uh, homework every night of uh, studying the psychology and studying uh, videos yes. of um, students and just learning how um, how to, you know, what I was looking for underwater and, and uh, what procedures and things could get. Um, children to behave in certain ways in the water and how to right. reinforce th- those behaviors that are a light, you know, will, will provide them their life saving skills. It's, it was very difficult uh, for me. Just um, it's so much information um, to, to digest when you're, 
you have a little kid in your hand yeah. in the pool and you've never done this before. So it was, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was, a uh, you kind of jump in the fire from the, from the first day and just learn. It was, um, it was amazing, uh, but very, uh, very nerve wracking, uh, at the beginning. Um, so you go through uh, about six weeks of in-water training and you do a bunch of video reviews and, and explaining the psychology of, of what you're doing in the pool. Um, and everything gets reviewed by your master instructor. And then if you, if you understand the program enough, then they, they pass you and they certify you. That's amazing. So not to be weird about it, but like when you passed and you opened up your practice, if that's the appropriate terminology, um, how did you get your first students? I mean, aside from it being your little amoeba at nine months or 10 months, or mm-hmm. I guess she was almost a year then, I, I suppose. But did, I mean, was it easy to start your business here? I mean, you're the only person here. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like the only other people I've seen are out in LA or so far gone. So did you just blow up instantly? Like, were you just like, here I am. No. And did you have no. like a crazy wait list? Because like now you are, mm. I think, so sought after. I, I mean, what, even when we talked to put Nova back in rotation with you this season, I'm like, oh, my God, I hope he has a spot for us because you're so booked. Like you're busy. You're a busy man. Yeah. But how did it all start? Like check teacher. Uh, yeah. So, no, I was I was pretty. Yeah, I was pretty. Um, It was a slow start. Uh, I went around to a lot of preschools and, and uh, pediatricians and um, just everywhere where, where little children would um, be, yeah. and parents and stuff, um, you know, other other activities, uh, gymnastics classes. and uh, you Like know, you like, hustled, uh, like you went yeah. around, like you put the pedal to the metal. Mm-hmm. I mean, was the response mm-hmm. positive when you went into those institutions or places where people like, what the heck is ISR? Did they know about mm-hmm. it? Where is it? Like, how was that energy in response? Or were were you constantly like, here it is and why it's so important? Check me out. Yeah. You know? You know, nobody really knew about it. Obviously, you know, it hadn't been in this area before. Um, and it was, you know, people were receptive to it. But uh, initially, I didn't get a huge response right away. Um, you know, I, I went to, uh, I got a few students from a uh, pr- uh, crisis pregnancy Um center. Um, and, uh, there was a small waiting list actually of people who had contacted ISR, mm-hmm. um, you know, prior to me being an instructor. So they did have a little waiting list, a few people. Um, but I only had a few students my first year and, cool. um, um, I did some you know, print advertising. I did right. some radio ads. Uh, right. I went on a, a radio show, um, yeah. locally. Uh, let's see. Uh, I went to like, um, community events, yep. uh, children, child oriented community events. Yep. So I, I really got out there as much as I could. Um, and it's, you know, and gradually just word of mouth, word of mouth and, um, Facebook, just putting videos of children on Facebook. Yep. And that's um, kind that, of what that, spawned that, it for you here. And people like should, mm-hmm. spreading the word, I guess, which is like always yeah. the most beautiful way. I mean, I love, mm-hmm. like, that's why you're here today because like I, ever since we met you and started having Nova enrolled and doing her work. I've, you know, posted videos for family, for friends. We're from Canada, obviously, for people who didn't know. And we now live in California. And it's something that, you know, ISR isn't, I've never heard of this back home in Canada. I barely Mm -hmm. even heard about it in the States. I mean, we didn't have a kid. 
at that time. And, you know, two years in now, I hear about it everywhere. But I'm curious to know, like, why why do you think maybe this is not a question like why do you think it's not really heard about when it's such a an amazing thing that I think every kid should go through personally like I was talking to a, a person the other day and they're like I'm from Australia and swim classes are part of our training in school like mm-hmm. every kid in Australia goes through swim classes because there's water everywhere and everyone's surfing or whatever but why do you yeah. think there's a little bit of a I don't know like a disconnect with it being heard about like it's not so popular yet or maybe it is but it's kind of like taboo or underground like well you know in, in some areas uh like florida for example where isr began there's a uh, lots of instructors out okay. there so um so you know I, I imagine probably it's really uh well known out there okay um they they've been there i mean 50 years right right, um, right. so um you know, out here, you know, I've been here for, you know, teaching here for 10 years and I'm, it's only me. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I think a lot of people know about, you know, obviously they know about, um, traditional swimming lessons and there's a lot more of those available. There's a lot of independent instructors. There's a lot of swimming classes given through uh, community uh, pools and stuff like that. Right. So I, I just don't think people, you know, they think of a swimming lesson and they just automatically put their child into the traditional swimming lesson. I don't think they look any deeper than that most of the time. Um, but uh, unfortunately, you know, um, there are a lot of drownings, and I think every time um, a, a child drowns in the community, then that's uh, I get I get a lot of people contacting me. I think people um, look into uh, you know different different forms of child water safety when that happens, um, and uh, in places like Florida where they have intercoastal waterways, and that's a lot more uh, accidents and stuff. Yeah, um, and then again, having a lot more uh, exposure to ISR there, I think. Um, you know, it's just, I think it's just a matter of time out here. There, there will be more instructors out here and, and right. uh, it's just getting the word out, you know? Um, but yeah, I just think people just, they don't know. They just don't know what they don't know. And, and, it's and just, now they uh, will, they're yeah, going to know to so much more and thanks to you. And yeah, like, yeah. I think I wanted to touch on something that could be, um, hard to hear for a lot of people, but I did want to talk about the, the crappy part, like the accidents, the safety, the prevention of, I just actually found an article. I was trying to like prepare for our conversation and like be that person. That's like, I'm going to research stuff. And like, (laughs) then I was like, I can't do this. It's not me. But an article came up because my phone overheard me, you know, how iPhones are these days. And it talked about a woman and a family on TikTok who decided to do a parent hack. I don't know if you saw this. I will email it to you, and maybe I should should have done it sooner, but um, the hack was that they had decided to enjoy their pool time with their infants by, um, you know those, like, ball pit pens that you have inside your house? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen those? They're, like, mesh. And yeah. then you're it's, like, a little, like, just, like, a little baby cage, right? And you can put like mm-hmm. their toys in there so they don't run away or escape. Mm-hmm. These parents yeah. decided to put that on on the pool and put their kids inside it and have their kids play in this unfloatable device. It wasn't a floatable. It's just like 
I was blown away that this was like on TikTok. It went viral. There were so many people just commenting about it. There was doctors like this is how kids drown. This is not smart. Like it, so I'm just I'm very fascinated to talk about these subjects of like, have you, you know, besides a kid drowning in a situation where they've fallen into a body of water, have you been seeing or hearing about weird other circumstances where just water safety is totally ignored you know and like not to shit on people or like be like wow that was smart and now this kid's not with us thanks so much but like have you been hearing stories like that over the over the last few years with the rise of like misinformation or just I mean and I'm bringing this up because we talked about arm floaties remember I asked you Mm -hmm. about like how can we make our water more safe for our kid what floating devices can we use in the pool and you did say something specific to me last year when she was a little amoeba about arm floaties like we could talk about this for so long i'm sure but like what are the unsafe things you know that you would guide parents or caregivers like away from you know man uh geez, like <laughs> loaded question you know, it's just, yeah, there's so much, um, you know, I talk to a lot of families who don't have even pool fences, you know, there's no fence, there's nothing between the house and the pool. So yeah, we don't, um, don't judge us, but we don't have that. Okay. So, so pool fence is super important. Um, you know, what we talk about is layers of protection. Um, okay. so, uh, our, our, our program is designed as like a, a last line of defense for the child. Cool. You know, if all if all other barriers and layers of protection break down, if if the door is unlocked, if the child is out of your sight, fence. If there's no pool fence, if there's no pool alarm. If there's no you know all these things that you put in place to keep your child safe. So if all that breaks down, your child has skills to save their own life. Um, so uh, one thing is uh, you know puddle jumpers. It's the the flotation device that goes across your chest and, and around the arms. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, people, uh, parents will put those on their ch- child as, as a form of safety, right? Right. But it only works if the child's wearing it. So the child, uh, if the child's not wearing it, you know, is a child going to be wearing it around the house? You know, is the, <laughs> does the child take it off if they're at a public pool? Yeah. It's, Honey, it's probably, just put the know. puddle jumper on while we just cook and the kid just walks around. Like, who does that? Yeah. Like, no exactly. one. Yeah. True. And so, like, yeah, at the um, pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So using that as as a as a form of of water safety, um, cell phones are a big issue now. With people, they go to a, you know a pool and they're on their phone and they're not watching their child. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many distractions now, um, and uh, so just you know, supervision is the number one uh, number one way to prevent drowning is supervision. Um, yeah. So. Uh, but to, I guess to answer your question about weird, oh, I guess weird things. I mean, I've seen things where they put these head floaties. It's yes. like a ring that they put around the baby's yeah. head and they, they yeah. kind of leave it in the bathtub and they just, yeah, it's like alone a or something. Head. Yeah. 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 Like, what's that all yeah. about? Yeah, I've seen videos where there's like multiple kids in a, in a, a tub of water just floating around. They look like bumper baby, um, like headless weird babies. I know that sounds creepy, yeah. but you're just like, wow, yeah. how is this helpful for their bodies? Like, is. Is it like? I don't think so. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I don't, don't want to try it with my kid, but I, yeah. I want, yeah. I want to try it with myself. Like I want to be like, this is a weird <laughs> sensation of being like, 
like almost choked, but you're in water. Mm. It's almost like counterintuitive, I would think, for your body. Like yeah. your body's like, oh my God. Weird. Yeah. And like yeah. I've seen, I mean, I this might be a wrong thing, but like we totally had um this little like lounge thing for BB when she was like pre-six months. Like she was not ready to come see you yet. But it was like this cute little like Hold on. She kind of looked like this, you know, where you just like lounged in the back and then there was like a little canopy mm-hmm. and it like straps her in. Yeah. And she just kind of floated around with us. But mind you, we were literally there like helicopter parenting because mm-hmm. we were in the water with her touching her the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, is that kind of safe? Is that kind of crappy? Like, you know, because they're well, you still want yeah. them to be in the water with you at some point, but not necessarily mm-hmm. like holding mm-hmm. Onto yeah. maybe I don't know. Right, right. So I mean, when they're that little, uh, there's really nothing else you can do. I mean, you want them to, you want them to experience floating and, and yeah. experience experience the water without you holding them. Yeah. But the good thing that you guys did is, as soon as she was old enough and uh, developed enough, yeah, you brought her to our to our program. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, when they're two months old, three months old, there's there's nothing, um, there's no program for that. So um, you know, I don't I don't think yeah. it's a um, a negative thing. I just, uh, obviously you don't want to leave her in there and, and go uh, and answer the phone out. or yeah. peace out. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but that, that's the issue is that some people will do that. You know, I've seen videos of people being placed in little babies being placed in those type of devices and they flip over, you know? That's, and um, Yeah. It's like capsizing yourself in a kayak. Yeah. Pretty much. But you can't when, physically pull yourself back because you're a little amoeba. Right. right. Yeah. And that's so disturbing to even like visualize. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's videos of that happening. Yeah, you can see videos of that actually happening. It's really uh, at water parks. You know, they have those wave pools where they just have like thousands of people in inner tubes. And yes, it's impossible yes. to see. You know what's going on? And there's there's videos of people getting stuck upside down in those inner tubes. There's um, at all ages too, uh, right? Like not just little. Yeah. Babies. Like right. Yeah. 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 At all ages. Oh my goodness. Okay. And I mean, like in terms of water safety too. Like I love that it's like this yeah, you should take it upon yourself to prevent them from even getting to the pool, like you're saying. I mean, what, is there any other thing, like, I wanted to talk quickly too about like swimsuit colors. You know, I read an article online, there was someone that, um, I don't, I don't recall where it was, but they were talking about like, don't put blue on your kids. Like there's certain colors that you don't want your kids to be wearing in a pool or like, you know, out in bodies of water because, you know, God forbid something happens and they start drowning, you won't be able to find them and or see them in that water. Is And that's, I'm assuming, right. a true thing, right? Like you can kind of see the, the color test. Like is, is there a, like a favorite color of yours that you're like, yes, your kid should be in this color like that comes to mind? Uh, probably like a like a bright red, bright orange, uh, fluorescent green, something something cool. super uh, distinguishable. Okay, because at the end of it all, too, like those, your kids are mostly probably going to be in a swimsuit, right? right? And then, yeah, I know with your testing, they have to wear full clothes, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, like yeah. now what are their clothes that they're wearing? Because like. They just fall yeah. into a lake and they're in their little like sweatsuit. That's mm-hmm. so interesting. I, you know. Yeah, we put them we put them through a test in clothing so that most of the time, if there's an accident, they're not going to be ready for it. No. You know? And so, 
if they can, you know, if they can perform their skills in a, in a heavy coat and I don't know, I think if I remember correctly, you guys put some, I think Nova had a beanie on and uh, she was like dressed for like snow. Yeah. We yeah. decked her out in like Canada vibes almost. Like if we were to be yeah. like up at a lake and she's in like a sweatsuit mm-hmm. and she had her diaper on and a hat and shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she crushed yeah. it. And she also wasn't feeling yeah. great that week. <laughs> she had like all these other layers of crapoli to deal with, but she did it for the most part. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. She nailed it. Yeah. There's, there's a lot, you know, there's a, there's an organization out of Chicago called cast water safety and they, you can go on their website and there's just so much, um, information. Cast water safety. Yeah. Cast. Okay. We'll get that link and put it in the description here for people. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And then there's just so much information on how to be safe and there's, you know, there's programs, there's, uh, you know, designated water watchers, you know, if you're going to be in a, you know, uh, group setting, uh, birthday parties and things like that, yeah. you have designated water watchers, somebody that's, you know, they don't have a cell phone. They don't have any other, they have nothing else to do except sit there and watch the water, you know? So uh, how does that work hypothetically? So let's say we're at a party, I'm the designated water watcher, but I have to go pee. Mm-hmm. Like what happens? Like, how do I tag out? Yeah. Um, like, that's all, it's all on the website, but yeah, you would get, you know, you would get someone's attention and they okay. would, uh, you know, theoretically they would come to the pool and, and they would be there watching before you leave. You cool. Know? Um, it's like a lifeguard at a pool. They, yeah. when they're switching, you know, they, they never take their eyes off the water to switch from the on going off duty, non duty. They, the, they, they always keep their, their face, uh, forward to the water, um, so, uh, not to miss anything. And like, scenario happens kid falls in the pool they can float they've gone through isr they're doing their thing how can we help them like what's our protocol you know if you see that happen and the kid is doing their thing or the teen or whatever whatever age they are how do we help them at the end of the day because that's something you know we've been with you for so long but i was just like wait do we just let her swim and float to the stairs? <laughs> like, if that were to be a real life scenario, I laugh about it because I'm just thinking about it now on the fly. I'm like, hold on a second. Like, what are you supposed to do if you're the one on land? Like, what's yeah. how do we play a role to help that? Uh, yeah, I think first um, is don't don't overreact. Uh, if the child is skilled and, and they've done what they're trained to do. Um, they've been through it, you know, they've been, I mean, how many times, you know, dozens or hundreds of times the child has practiced that. And so for them, it's like, it's just, they're just doing what they've been taught to do. Um, it can be the reaction of a parent that can make it a scary, uh, can make it scary if the, if the parent jumps in and they freak out right? and now the child's like, okay, this is, this is scary. This is different, you know? So, right. um, if, if you, uh, if your child is skilled and, and you see that they, they've, um, gotten themselves to, to a float. Yeah. You can choose to let them, you know, get, get to the side of the pool and, and tell them to swim to you. Um, if they're okay. little, if they're small and not swimming yet, you can go in and get them and just congratulate them on using their skills. Cool. Um, you know, give them a big hug and, you know, and then privately, you know, just kind of, um, <laughs> you know, realize what could have happened, uh, if they yeah. were skilled, but but, um, you know, in their presence, I, I would, uh, I would keep it positive and just congratulate them and hug them. And, uh, and then maybe, um, 
know, talk about uh, the boundaries of the pool and, and figure out what happened, how they get in the pool, you know? Yeah, that's so important. I think what's yeah. so beautiful about watching you work is you are so, I use, I'm going to use the word neutral, but I think that that's so beautiful because it's a nice baseline for those little beings in the water who are having an experience that's like so aggressive for them, maybe. But every time we've watched you work with our kid or other kids before or after her time, like you're amazing. Like you're just so lovely to watch. And like all the work that you do is is not an it, it, like what you're doing isn't like aggressive or intense like you're just such a neutral wonderful boundary for them to learn from and I think I've been watching you with the other kids and like I've seen their progress too and like it's it's really cool to witness and you're right like we've never seen you talk beyond like a certain like decibel <laughs> you know like even when you're congratulating them you you do it in a nice like positive reassuring like confident neutral manner you know, and then us on the sidelines, we're like, yeah, like, way to go, baby Jean. Like, it's, you know, different. Maybe it's overkill, but whatever. Um, but it, I think that's such a valid point. Like, I know I have people in our lives, family members that, oh, my God, sorry, mom, I love you. But, oh, my God, like, she overreacts to everything. You know, like, our kid would fall down and she's like, oh, my God. Or, like, yeah. you know, she hits her head on something and it's like, oh, my God. Like I said, mom, sorry, I love you. But like, it's, you're right. And then that overreaction almost sparks like the the kid in a stress factor to overreact. Like mm -hmm. they probably know that this shit isn't good, that they just fell into a pool, but you don't need to reaffirm that energy, mm -hmm. right? And that, I think that's so, sure. but I think, I think that's a great parenting hack just in general, like overall, yeah, like for sure. not just with pools and ISR, just like, you know, if your kid falls yeah. and there's like blood gushing everywhere, just like if you can, and I'm not saying this will be for every parent, but if you can have that containment of like, oh shit, Bobby's head is bleeding. Hey mm -hmm. Bobby, like, cool. Let's take care of this. I think that's so important to remember. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, like you guys and your energy at the pool is awesome. You guys are very supportive oh. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, very vocally uh, reassuring and positive to Nova. It's it's really awesome. And and that's that's really uh, super important. I mean, the, the child is going to look to mom and dad. Is this, you know, is this okay? You know, they're going to look right. over there for that, that reassurance. And right. And honestly, like, you know, they know when, when, when a parent is, is stressed out and a parent's having a kind of doubts about the program, which is understandable, yeah. you know, at first, but, um, you know, sometimes a grandparent will come and, and they'll, they just like, they'll start crying like or mine. they'll walk like, out. Like Nova's grandmom, like, <laughs> like my mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my so mom. that, that can, that can have an effect on, on the, the experience in the water. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you guys are awesome. You so positive and even through all, all of the weeks of, uh, of, you know, Nova, you know, screaming and crying for mom and dad. I don't you know guys how were you just do it. Super, super positive. And, you know, that's the thing is like, I'm a dad too. And, and, um, I just, um, yeah, I don't want to, uh, reinforce those, uh, those feelings that they're having. And, and with, when a child is crying, you never really know what, what, uh, what they're crying about. Sometimes well, it's maybe just, they pooed in your pool. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, David. They're usually, I they're usually to, not crying when they do that. I had to bring that up. Because, yeah. you know, those accidents happen. I remember that was like one of the first things where we're like, okay, um, for people who don't know, but like David has um, talked to us many times, you know, like when we first started about like the gear that the kid needs to wear in the pool. And one of them is like those little cute swimming trunks with the buttons. Like, what are they called? Like, sw- just like kind of like containment swim shorts. I don't even know. Yeah, they're called swim diapers. Swim diapers. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by BB Littles, the best reusable and eco-friendly swim diaper to help you prevent three big oh shit moments with your little, including pooping in a pool. So head over to bblittles.com or find them on Amazon and use code you did it for 20% off at checkout. And now back to our podcast. You swim like, diaper. Um, but, they're amazing. But just, to, you know? just to, uh, just to like put people's mind at ease. Like yeah. people don't really poop in my pool that much. No. <laughs> and if it, if it happens, if it happens, I have to shut my pool down Yeah. and I have to treat the water. Yeah. Uh, I go through, there's a whole procedure I go through. Um, and it's pretty, pretty in-depth procedure to get the pool ready. Uh, it's, you know, I follow CDC guidelines and stuff. So it's a so lot it's of water. A, you got to clean yeah, it. I mean, it happens, it happens one or two times a year. It's not common. Um, uh, but yeah, there's, there is a procedure, um, to, to keep the pool safe to swim in. So, um, I do follow all those procedures, but, but yeah, the swim diapers, um, and sometimes we'll double up depending on the child. Some children yeah. are, you know, more, more prone to, to having accidents. So we'll put two diapers on them and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we're always checking. I always check the diapers. I'm always, um, you know, checking in with the child throughout lessons. Just like, how are you doing? But I don't know how you do it, man. Like those kids screaming in your face. Like I felt horrible for you when we first got Nova in there with you. She was just, we're like, Oh my God, please like coach David one day. Cause she's just, they look unhappy, but like, like you said, when we talked about it, you're like, but this is uncomfortable for them because it's new territory, right? So mm-hmm. they're just branching yeah. out and expressing it that way too. But the thing that we were looking for that you were encouraging us to to keep positive about, which we were positive from the beginning was, are they doing, are they learning the skills, right? Like, are right. they are they still able to learn through this terrifying, <laughs> mm-hmm. uncomfortable exactly. screaming? But David, mm-hmm. how do you deal with kids screaming in your face? Like, are you well, just like, hey... Mm-hmm. All good. <laughs> what I do is, um, I, I uh, <laughs> you know, our, our whole our whole uh, philosophy um, in ISR is the reason we have these short lessons every day is we're not looking for the child to like learn to swim in a week. We're looking for really small improvements, small improvements to whatever behavior we're looking for each day. Yeah, you know, we, we might only we might only get a really really small. Uh, response, you know, where we're looking for for some uh, maybe a child who's been in floaties and they want to keep their head up. You know, maybe that cool. at the end of the day their head goes from here to here, and that's that's a win. You know, so for me, I'm just looking to to reinforce and celebrate like any anything that the child does that that moves them closer to their goal. Um, so my mind is on that and on looking for those opportunities to uh, to celebrate the child and, yeah. and to um, really reinforce those behaviors and and. Um, Again, like we never really know what what's causing the child to to be upset, and so a lot of times when the child uh, does have success in the pool, the crying stops when they realize, wait, I can do yes. this, I can do this. Yes. Um, so my goal is to get them comfortable and to get them successful in the pool. In in some regard, you know, it's yeah. If we're looking for a float, right? If the child can just get their face out of the water, 
Um, a right. lot of times that's enough for them to calm down. So, um, having, having taught, you know, um, uh, the number of students that I've taught, I, I, I see, um, you know, how it goes. I see how it goes with children. And, and when that switch flips a lot of times is when they become, um, you know, when they realize that, that, that they can, they can do something, you know? Right. So I focus right. on that and, and I have confidence and I have confidence in every single one of my students that they can learn, um, uh, regardless of what they're going through at the present moment. So I just, I just maintain like, I, I, I believe in the child. I believe in the program. Um, and, uh, I just, I want to provide, like you said, I want to provide like a positive uh, environment for them to learn. Yeah. And you do. Yeah. It's great. That. It's so it's so great to watch you. I mean, for anyone out there listening and I I really encourage you to get out and like look at at David's Instagram. Check out my Instagram, like look at the videos. Um it might spark emotions in you, but I think it's so important that you see a little bit of the process and the progress that is achieved because it's so invaluable and as a parent witnessing my own kid evolving with coach David in the water, like it's so cool. It's so weird and cool that like these little beings can get, sounds creepy, trained, <laughs> but like with these skills, right? It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I'm a first time mom. So like I'm using weird terminology because I've only had a dog before, but it's kind of like, you know, when we were training our shepherd, we're like, whoa, he's doing it. Like, but it takes time. It takes weeks and weeks of repetitive, Mm -hmm. relentless training. And with Mm -hmm. your, you know, with, with your program. So Nova's in with you Monday to Friday, like it's a commitment. She's in there Monday to Friday, only 10 minutes. That's her slot. That's I think most all, all the slots, correct? Like are just kind of the small increment of time. Um, and, and they show up like everyone has to just show up and be there. I mean, there's been times where you've guided us to be like, okay, let's take a break right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And we've done so. And, it was kind of nice. She had to recalibrate and then things kind of like settled in her system. And then we came back. And I think that was this season where we took that break for like a month and we were traveling or whatnot. And she came back and then she kind of like, that's when she kind of started smiling again. And she was like, oh my God, it's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, have there, have there been cases where you have students that are just really like devoid of like wanting to learn the skills like where they're just so over emotional or like overcome by whatever it is the frustration that you're just like okay let's tap out for a bit like have those Mm -hmm. scenarios come across your way where you're like okay maybe come back in three months or no no uh i never i i never would um you know tell a parent to to take a break because of emotional things i um I have a, a lot of faith in, in the program and I just, um, I, I feel like every child can work through that. And I think it's really yeah. important, um, as far as not even in, just in the pool, but I think it's really important for children to have those experiences of working through that stuff and, and, and then being confident in, in their ability to work through things and, nice. and um, even yeah. before they can understand really what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have had, I've have told parents to take a break, but it's never been, um, because of any emotional thing. Um, uh, you know, sometimes there's, um, if a child is, is safe, yeah, but we're having some issues with, um, you know, maybe the child is bored. Uh, maybe the child is having trouble with like maybe a certain part of the, of the procedure. Um, right. Right. And maybe they'll take like a, like a week break. Right. Um, also, you know, a big thing is like when you take a child who, who can't walk 
and they learn just to self-rescue. And in the course of lessons, they begin walking. Right. Um, and then the parent wants to switch to learning how to swim. Um, it's, it's a really tough transition for a child to go from one to the other. So I'll have them take a break. Um, right. We did that. Once, yeah. So once they learn how to self-rescue, take a break and let's come back because now we're going to be learning some uh, behaviors that are contradictory. Whereas when they were right. little, we want the water touches the face, they need to turn and float. Right. Now that they're big and they're learning to swim, we want the water to touch the face. We want them to kick and move. Right. So it's totally confusing for a child if you right. switch them right away to a new, new program. So that's one of the reasons, but it's really, really, um, really rare that I would ever tell a family to take a break. Uh, most of the time, the breaks happen when it, when they go out of town uh, on vacation or something, and then yeah. the child comes back. And you can see that they process things and like, yes. wow, they're, they're actually ahead of where they were when they left. Yeah, know? yeah. They're like, I just need to like let this all sink into my body. <laughs> And like, yeah. we'll figure it out. I mean, adults, I do that too. Like, I just have to step away from some things at some point And I'm just like, okay, brain break. And then I back and then I yeah. have more clarity. But that's Absolutely. so, like, I'm so intrigued. Like, it's just, like, I, I want to go and learn how to be a coach. Like, I, but I'm a yeah. freak like that. I'm like, I want to learn how to do everything. Because I just think it's such a great skill set to know and just, mm -hmm. like, have in your being if you can. Mm -hmm. That was so enlightening to hear all this information. I know it's a touchy subject for people. Um, kids drowning, people drowning. It's like it happens a lot. It's the number one cause of accidental death for children. Horrible. Uh, ages one to, one to five. So every every day in the United States, 55, it's an estimate of 55 children reach the water alone with, uh, you know, there's a chance for a potential uh, drowning incident. Um <sighs> 78% of children that toddlers that drown are in the care of both parents at the time. Um, you know, there's, uh, in the U S there's about 3,500 to 4,000 people drowning a year. Wow. Um, in California, it's about 400 people a year. Wow. Um, probably Florida. It's probably higher. Um, wow. But it's, it's really, really common. And then aside from that, um, there are a lot of people that have near drownings and they're, uh, they're handicapped for life. And those things do not make the statistics, the drowning statistics you're talking about, uh, about five. Um, I have it right here. It's about uh, five to 10, uh, near drownings per drowning a year. So you have people that are, uh, you know, um, completely altered for the rest of their life, um, because of a, a near drowning. So, so it's very common and, um, it can be prevented. Yeah. So 79, this is a statistic about um, how uh, water safety and uh, household income are related. And so as mm -hmm. 70, 79 percent of children in households with incomes less than fifty thousand dollars have few to no swimming skills. So you know lower income families tend to not um, the children tend to not have swimming skills and I have a lot of parents uh, who, who come from those households, the parents themselves that can't swim. And are now getting their children um, uh, water safe. Now, I, I mentioned that because there are, uh, if if you're going to enroll your child in, uh, in ISR lessons, there yeah. are financial aid resources. Oh, so amazing! Don't, yeah, don't feel like you can't afford lessons. The Live Like Jake Foundation. Uh, they're based out of Florida, and it's LiveLikeJake.com, and you can apply for a scholarship there. And they'll if if you qualify uh, based on your income. They will help you with the cost of lessons and they will make it affordable for you. Okay. I just got goosebumps all over my body and like 
I'm trying not to cry right now, but your T-shirt is, is that the shirt? The Live Like Yeah, Jay? so you know when I teach, when I teach swimming, I, I wear their, their yeah. rash guard every day. And yeah. so uh, their uh, they're little boy, Jake, he, he uh, actually, you know, he drowned when he was two and they've dedicated their life <sighs> to preventing drowning. And so they, um, this is their whole purpose is to, is to help families to pay for uh, ISR lessons and they, across the they nation. spend a lot of money. Or across worldwide, the world. across, across the world. The world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And like, is, are people able to donate into this foundation too, if it's like so yeah. calls to them? Wow. So live like Jake. Yep. You can donate through their website. You can link to uh, Amazon Smile, uh, where you can have a portion of everything you spend. You can choose a foundation, an organization to, you know, where pennies go to. Um, percentage of every purchase you make through wow. Amazon goes to them. Um, there's other organizations as well, but you can choose Live Like Jake as one of your organizations. So, That's so beautiful. Oh my God. I didn't even know about that. Thank you so much for telling us. Um, wow. I, I, think, I think one of the like most amazing things about meeting you and knowing about ISR though too is <laughs> so cheesy maybe, but like it's such like such tragic events have spawned such amazing mm-hmm. um, empowerment, right? And like, I, I, I guess, like mm-hmm. from tragedy yeah. can come this, right? And I, I think it's, God, like whatever, so sappy, but it's so true. Like you want to try and prevent those moments at every cost. But I'm so, so I, I have no words actually. Like I, wow, <laughs> I'm just going to stop and cut myself off because what a sad beautiful story like that this family unfortunately went through that and now they're out there helping everyone else but thank you for that because you know it's something that people don't even think about like how do you Mm -hmm. how can you pay it forward right like that's kind of what i'm all about too is like how do we pay it forward so thank you so much for telling us this so is there another aspect to um this idea of like Mm -hmm. you know in our county or anything like that if your child is five years old and under and uh if they qualify yeah um, either based on income or if they're already enrolled in in certain programs like the WIC program or food stamps um okay then they they'll qualify for a county grant which will actually pay for their swimming lessons um wow it'll pay for four weeks of swimming lessons all you have to do is qualify through the county um there's also, like I mentioned earlier, cast water safety. Uh, they also provide scholarships for children. So yep. there are there are several options uh, nationwide, worldwide, and locally. Um, okay. So to help with the cost of swimming lessons. Wow. ISR. That's so good to know because um, I'm sure that a lot of people out there would love to have their kids empowered with these skills. Well, thank you so much. I mean, this just inspired me to actually even, I have to like go back and get my CPR and stuff. Like just for infants too. Cause like I have, you know, I was always certified for adults, but I never actually did it for kids. So, I mean, that's another aspect that I, you know, just thought of right now that I'm like, oh my God, that should be a a thing almost hopefully every parent can try to do and just have that in their back pocket in case incidences occur but otherwise i mean just keep your kids safe around water people get those mm-hmm. fences put them in isr um watch them right mm-hmm. have all those have all those things in place 
Thank you. Thank you so much, Coach David. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for helping keep our kids supported in the water and, like, giving these life-saving skills to them. This is huge. Like, wow. And, and you know, last thing before we leave is if you can't find an ISR where you are, this is a big one I've had questions for, for my friends up in Canada, for example. Mm-hmm. What, how, like, how can we make that happen? You know, like, mm-hmm. is or, or, is it like a U.S. thing? You said it's worldwide. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, Canadians, if you're listening, let me know if you see someone that has ISR up there. I have it in Vancouver, for example. So I feel like that needs to hopefully people can listen to this and maybe people can start getting trained up. And like we have a coach. I think I talked about it with you, too. I'm like, David, would you come and do a workshop up there one time? <laughs> like, yeah, let's make I it would. happen. I would definitely do it. But yeah, to answer your question, uh, just contact ISR. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they do keep a record of people in, un, you know, uh, unserviced areas um, cool. and they keep a list, a waiting list so that, you know, if if it's, if it's apparent that like a certain area really is interested then you know, they, there's instructors who travel, a lot of instructors who will Great. travel. Um, I'm included in that. Great. And, um, you know, we, we we're trying to reach as many places as we can. So, yeah. uh, yeah. just contact ISR. Um, if, if you want to get sk- uh, skilled in, in teaching ISR, contact them and, and make yeah. it happen. Um, there's a lot of other, uh, organizations out there that teach a similar thing just be careful with some of them they they um they're not quite as gentle they'll throw your child in the pool and stuff like that so just do your research before you um sign up with the program right it's kind of like how my dad almost taught me how to swim yeah (laughs) bye (laughs) thanks dad oh my god this is so great i'm so grateful that you were on today this is so awesome um thank you it's 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 just so great to watch watch you work and have our kid in your hands and like see her now in the water. Like she just is so confident in the water and wants to have fun in it, but also knows yeah. that she can like it's almost kind of freaky because she's like, watch me swim. And we're like, oh my God. Like, okay. You go swim. <laughs> but oh I so yeah. if is there one way that our our listeners can find you. That's the best way for you. I'm going to be guiding everybody to your Instagram account. And I believe your email is on there. Yes. Okay. Email's yeah. so the best e- for emails, you. Yeah. Email's the best way. You can contact me through my website, uh, which cool. is cvinfantswim.com. Um, there's a contact link there. Awesome. Um, you can call, text. I mean, all my information is on my website, on my Instagram so any way that's best, uh, the, the quickest response would be email. Okay. Um, if, if you're local, if, if this is, uh, if you're somebody that's in the, in the Coachella Valley or visiting, you're welcome to always come by and observe lessons. Wow. Um, thank if you, you. If you contact me first. Okay. Um, and then I can, you know, have you come at a time that would, you know, where you could see uh, different students at different, um, different levels and in, in their training and maybe a child that's kind of close in age to your, your own child. So right. to be more of an accurate depiction of what your child would learn. So, Oh, that's fabulous. Um, Okay. That's so lovely. Well, now we've come to this part of the show where it's time to wrap things up. And David, if you were to go back in time to talk to your little self and there was something that like you didn't think that you could do that you could now say to yourself, Hey, you did it. What would that be? So something that I didn't think I could do 
that, that I, I, I wish I would have done or, mm. or what? Yeah. Or that maybe or, you did or that you're like, mm-hmm. okay, you did it. Hmm. That's a good question. I wish you would have asked me that <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I thought about it. Uh, Never. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a good question. That's a great question. Um, so, something that I I was able to do that I didn't think I could do, um, and I wish I could go back and congratulate myself on it. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly like I never I never thought I would be a dad. Um, I never pictured myself really being a dad. And I am, I love my, I love my girls. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a weird answer. No, it's not. Um, It's not like you did it, (laughs) but it's kind of totally in line with the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that's how it started. Yeah. I just, uh, I have two girls, 10 and three and I'm, uh, I love them to death. Um, you did it. I did it. (laughs) I I have a family. (laughs) I love that. That's huge. I know that's so dorky, but it's funny. That's how this podcast started. It was like, oh my God, you did it. You had kids. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I mean, it was so lovely to see you and talk to you outside of the pool. Like I was saying, Um, listeners and viewers, David is phenomenal. You can find him, like he said, in the Coachella Valley. He is local here. You can also find him on his Instagram account. So if you want any more information on ISR, it's infantswim.com. And we'll link that here for you as well to find um, your nearest ISR coach if you're not here in Mm -hmm. the Coachella Valley with us. Well, thank you again so much for your time. I know like taking, taking time away from your, from your day off. Like, I'm so grateful for it that you said yes to be here with me today. Um, I can't thank you enough. Like, this is on so many levels. So, you know, you did it. You made it here. This is a fantastic. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be able to do this. Yeah, you did That's it for too. Sure. I did it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, I'll send across all the links again. I'm just blown away. My brain is exploding. I have so many more questions, but I don't want to keep you all. So thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks for watching. You showed up too. You did it. And um, tune in next time. David, Coach David, everyone. Guys, thank you so much for being with us on our very first episode of You Did It, the podcast. I know we took you up, down, and all around with our conversation today, but I just really hope that you found it interesting. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this podcast, and maybe give it a little rating if you have time. It would be greatly appreciated because you did it. 